fam, and welcome to the Call Cheryl Hunt podcast, and I am your host, Cheryl Spears. Each week, we'll be sharing stories from people who have had firsthand experiences with MLMs like Beachbody or Body, and examine the questionable tactics used by some of the leaders in these companies. Please note that some of the content we cover may be disturbing, and we encourage you to check the show notes for disclaimers. Our aim is not to bully or harm anyone, but rather to educate and shed light on the truth. This podcast is not just an anti-MLM podcast. My goal is to help prevent others from falling into the same trap I did being a part of an MLM for eight years. Please keep in mind that the guests on the show are sharing their personal experiences and opinions, and the information provided is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice. If you would like to share your own story, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at callsherylhine at gmail.com or feel free to DM me on Instagram at call Cheryl Hine or on my personal Instagram at Cheryl S. Spears. So sit back, relax, and get ready for an eye-opening episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on any of the valuable insights and personal experiences shared by our guest. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Hey, fam, you are listening to the Call Cheryl Hunt podcast, and I am your host, Cheryl Spears. Today, I am joined with by Shelby, uh, who found me on Instagram and has come on to the podcast to share her story. And welcome, Shelby. How are you doing today? Hey, thank you. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing wonderful. It's Saturday, and I'm doing something that I love. I may not be getting paid for it, but I enjoy it. This is yes. a Zoom call you're not getting paid for, Shelby. Are you okay? <laughs> More than okay. This all needs to be said. <laughs> yes. so, Shelby, you did. Um, I saw you actually um, comment on one of my reels one day and say that you're ready, ready to share your story. Um, do you want to tell the tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I'm Shelby. Hi, I'm 31 years old. I'm from Florida, but I currently live in New York City in Manhattan. I have a wonderful wife, Kayla, and my child is a black lab named Junior. Yes, we love who is, Yes, who was in the other room because he likes to walk around a lot and he's a talker. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I am an educator, so I have degrees in special education, teaching English as a second language. I just received a second master's from Columbia in neuroscience and education. Hey! Yes! Thank you! I technically walk in May, but I was a February grad. Yeah. But yeah, um, education is my field and has been ever since I graduated from college, and I absolutely love it. No no desire to ever leave the field of education. Um, I currently work for Pete Flag, and I do queer education with the New York City Public Schools. It's about allyship and identity and how teachers, students, and parents can all be better allies to the LGBTQ plus community. I love that, especially in this world <laughs> right now. Yes. <laughs> I know. And I love that you have highlights about that. It makes yeah. me happy to see because it, it's a problem. It is. Um, and a lot of people don't know, know this about me or uh, probably 
hardly at all, but I wouldn't particularly say that. I don't know. Like, I would never particularly say I'm not. So I'm 41 years old. Okay. I've always here in this day and age, we are learning new things. Um, And there's a 10 year age gap between the two of us. Mm -hmm. I understand when people get confused about like all the new pronouns and no, but they're not really new programs. They're mm-hmm. just, they're just being brought to light. Okay, exactly. Um, yes. People can really stand their ground. No, my pronouns are she, her, they, them, he, him, and um, I struggled with it. So a lot of the conversations that I have, my um, I have a family member who uh, has children that are in the LGBTQIA community. Um, one is bisexual and one is transgender. And I have a lot of conversations with my cousin about this because, especially with the transgender son, because I never understood it. But I've always been the person, um, and I know we're doing your interview, but. No, I love it. Keep going. (laughs) I've always been the person that I'm, I'm always going to ask questions. Um, I used to, when I worked in the field in the wireless industry, I would go into stores. I remember this, I went into a store and there was this, there was this, there was this person that was in there and I could I didn't know what they identified as. I was like, well, I don't know. They, they're wearing, long, they have long hair. Some days they don't like, you know, are they, are they transgender? And so I just basically just came out and asked the question. No, I do, and and they were just, you know, I'm pansexual. We went through a whole thing about what that was because I was mm-hmm. so confused. My but wife is pansexual. Thing. Love it. See, and that's the thing. It's the problem. The problem with this world is that people are scared. They're fearful of all of this, and yeah. they, they hate on things that they're scared of and they don't know about. So, I don't really think it's wrong for us to ask questions. You know, if you have a question that you're really curious about, isn't it better that you just ask it right on it? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It just makes sense to me. And yes. so that's why I put, and also I've, I'm 41 years old. I've never really, I've always told my, my husband always said that I was like the perfect wife because I don't get mad if, if he looks at another girl, I'll tell him if another girl's pretty. I'll be like, she's beautiful. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And yes, I've we've all experienced. I don't care who you are. If you're a girl, if you're a woman in your forties, I'm pretty sure you have you've kissed another woman or a girl in your lifetime. So yeah, we've all right. done it. And so I always have the conversation with my husband. I'm like, so am I bisexual? Do I like women? What is the deal? It's like I just think that you just think people like you just love people. Um, and I yeah. think that's the way it is. I mean, I don't want to put a label on myself. Kind of like I like the wine and not the label. Yes. With Sits Creek, I love that. Yeah, but I've never shared that with anybody. Oh this my is gosh. the first time that we're having this conversation on the podcast. Oh my um, god, that's so cool! Congrats! Yeah. Yay. So I, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know what to classify myself. I just like the wine and not the label, and I just think that people are beautiful and it's okay to be if you if you have uncomfortable feelings because you think that it's the only reason you have uncomfortable feelings by thinking the same sex is 
beautiful or attractive is because you don't understand it. And the world, the world wants you to believe. It goes yeah. hand in hand when you love somebody who's a different race than you are. Oh, and yeah, I, my husband, people are like, have you always liked black men? I'm like, I just really liked people. And he was really sweet to me. I've dated everyone. Yeah. Oh, yes. he treated me right. That's the way I see it. So, yes, yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh. So anyway, Ooh. sorry about that. Oh. Never be sorry. I loved every second of it. Let's go. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. So you're an educator and we love what you're doing. I'm, I know that New York is considered a safe haven state. I, I've started to list those because of my cousin's family I've told her I'm like you have you need to keep an eye open because we all live here in Virginia and even though and I don't want this to be a political podcast but even you can't can't live under a rock and know what's going on oh yeah and exactly even though Virginia is not outright like like Florida's being right now and other states we they're they're doing stuff on the down low so really mark those safe states so that you and your family can be safe. Absolutely. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. So you're an educator and um, you're, I mean, you're 31. You're not young, but you're younger. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get bought into an, like what MLM were you a part of or were you a part of one? Oh, yes, I was. Um, I unfortunately double feature story for you today. Yes. Um, Mary Kay and Beachbody. <laughs> Mary Kay. Oh, Mary Kay. Yeah. I've been a Mary Kay before. I was a kid snapper. Mm. Was Mary Kay first? Mary Kay was first. Yes. How old were you when you started with Mary Kay? Yeah. Why did you join an MLM? What made you feel like I'm going to just sell stuff to my friends and family and harass. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I was 19 years old and I had no idea it was an MLM. So I just finished my freshman year of college and um, I went off to college in 2010 and the recession hit my family very badly because my father was in banking and had a side mm. business in housing. Mm. So I had to pay for college by myself. Mm-hmm. And so I was working all summer at the mall. I worked three jobs at the mall. So I was there all the time. And I also, I couldn't afford a car. I didn't have a car. So let me (laughs) just see where this this is going. I just want to say this because it just really, so in my generation, we were told to go to college. We were told we had to go to college and we were paying for it. We didn't, we didn't, we already knew our our parents weren't going to pay for it. Okay. So in my generation, they wanted you to have college debt. Now, in your generation, it was the recession. You had no choice but to take on college debt. And, yeah. I mean, during the recession, there were times, hard times. And the only – and it was like the American dream for you to go to college to be able to get these – get education so that you wouldn't have to worry about recessions in the future. So you yeah. would be taken care of. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I know where this is going, but keep going. <laughs> um, I'm working at the mall and I'll admit that I did look pretty good that day. Like I got in a spray tan, I had my makeup on, I was going in for my shift at Bath and Body Works. Yeah. And these two ladies sat in at the mall. 
And this was in Oklahoma City, by the way. I went to college in Oklahoma. And the, they stopped me and they said, wow, you look so sharp. And I was like, thank you. So, like, I, I had tried that day. So I was like, oh, I feel yeah. look good today. Yeah, I'm 19 years old. And I like, I was really like, you know, not that it mattered, but I was like really tiny and not in a good way. I was a dance major first. So I was yeah. very like in that appearances were everything got to be skinny got to have my face on all that so like mm -hmm. I did I did look like somebody that they probably would want um <laughs> and they stopped me they said I looked sharp and they said you know what we're here scouting for fun face models is what they called it and we would love you to be a fun face model for Mary Kay they said you know what Mary Kay is and I'm like oh yeah the makeup brand like my mom might use that you know what I mean like yeah. I knew it was makeup I had no idea it was an MLM I just knew the old ladies liked it yeah <laughs> honestly yeah. yeah old ladies did yeah, yeah, yeah. they did yeah it... <laughs> wow what year was this what year this was, was this 2011 2011 mm -hmm. wow <laughs> fun face models fun face models yeah that's and new so I literally thought that I had booked a modeling gig they might have made themselves I have no idea so what did you do I said absolutely I would love yeah. a modeling gig because oh, I thought I was getting a big break and maybe if I was a model I wouldn't have to work three jobs at the mall that I had to walk to three miles because I didn't have a car yes you're a dancer <laughs> you're yes. already yes so. exactly wow. so it wow. made sense it made sense for me um and at that point, I kind of knew that I was going to be switching gears to education. I got in trouble for my at dance school and like they wouldn't level me up for the next year during my finals because of not because of my dancing, but because they thought I was 130 pounds and they said nobody wanted to see me jiggle on stage. <laughs> yeah, so I was wow. a size four. I was literally a size four. Yeah. Are you? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now this is starting to make, hold on, my brain is just working because uh -huh. I know the dance field is hard. And I know ballet, ballet dancers have a really toxic relationship with with food, most yep. some of them um, with um, food. Yeah. So I guess this makes really good sense as to why a majority of the Beachbody pop puns and super trainers who were dancers can yeah. fall right in line with each body now uh-huh okay all right uh -huh. go ahead i'm sorry so that's uh, why yeah yeah no mind you <laughs> adderall shortage i took my last one yesterday that's why i'm drinking this so if i'm all over the place too sorry yeah i just i have a, a meeting um with a, a psychiatrist on next friday to talk about oh, wow. my doctor is pushing me to go there to to an ADHD assessment so I, I feel you that's fair yeah that's fair yeah and no shade I love this about you because I can relate but being a podcast listener I do relate to the way your brain works Not a <laughs> yeah. daughter, but my ADHD <laughs> brain works a lot like your brain <laughs> I don't, I'm not gonna say that I'm diagnosing myself but I pretty am I'm pretty sure I've, I've done a lot of research <laughs> And yeah, I think yeah. I have, I'm pretty sure it's there. Yeah, squad, let's go. <laughs> it's a fun brain to live in, but sometimes yes. you need that extra help. So I'm like, caffeine's gonna replace hopefully. That's what's <laughs> in I here. Do, I still have a lot of work to do after this because I also 
I'm also on the thesis advisement team at Columbia for the program I just finished. So now wow. I get feedback on other people's. So I have things to do after this. So yes. I'm like, please monster, please work. Yes. <laughs> but yes, but anyway, um, now I'm distracted. Yeah, okay, sorry. yeah. So yeah, this this whole I did an MLM and I still joined Beachbody makes a little bit more sense now with my site. I unfortunately yeah. I've struggled with an eating disorder since I was 14. So oh. that I, I am about to hit my four years of no relapses though. Yay. And my four years my four years of no relapses happened the day I quit Beachbody. So that's to come. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I'll be quiet. I'll, be quiet. I'll try to be quiet. Go no, ahead. No, no, don't be. I, I love a conversation. I don't want to just be talking <laughs> at you. That's weird. That's weird to me. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Mary Kay, yeah, they took fun face model. And I was so excited that I got my first big break. Yes. <laughs> so I, so we got information and the lady gave me an address to meet her at, which I assumed was a studio or something. So no. I've got my, I've got my gig set. I'm ready to go. So I you know, pranced into Bath and Body Works and I'm like, y'all, I got a modeling gig. And I'm like, so excited. Right. So then the gig happens and my friend, my my little frat bro friend had to drive me because I didn't have a car and it was like 25 minute drive away. So I couldn't walk and the buses in Oklahoma City in 2011 were not it. Like, you could, no, I couldn't just get on a bus and go there. So I had it's, my friend drive me. It's like that in a lot of cities though. It's not just yeah. because it's 2011. No. Oh no, it's still, I'm spoiled now. Um, my car lives in You're Florida. I, yeah. I live in Manhattan and just parking a car here is like another rent payment and I'm like nah, my car's gonna live in Florida because I don't have to rent a car when I come home mm -hmm. like boom done so mm -hmm. that worked but yeah so he drops me off and it, it's a house and I'm like okay so they shoot from home that's fine um, and I get into this house and this guy is like with me to make sure that no funny business happens because like he, he was yeah. like I should probably stay in with you like modeling gig that sounds shady and I'm like yeah I don't know so yeah. and it was it was shady for a reason he did not even dream of so we get there and like okay so uh, put on your face and she was like showing the products and she kind of had me do a lot of it which I thought was weird because I'm like if I'm booking a modeling shoot for a makeup company like shouldn't they do my makeup to get the look that they want but yeah. they let me put on like the lip gloss and stuff and they did do some stuff and of course they did, uh, the face wash whatever I I love that it's been so long that I forgot what it's called but you know the little pink yeah skincare routine that they do at the mm -hmm. skincare parties um and I put that all on and literally had me stand against the wall and they like they took a picture a before picture and then they had me stand against the wall and they took an after picture and that was the modeling and I was like okay then they launched into a whole thing about the product and they also said i noticed that you had your friend drop you off do you not have a car and i said no i don't have a car and they asked me more about like what i did like i saw you working at the mall and they were asking me about my job. I was like, yeah i work at bath, bath and body works i work at baker shoes i work at godiva like i have to put myself through college so i'm working really hard this summer since i don't have classes and I don't have as much time during the school year. And they said, oh, you could do what I do. And this lady specifically, like she, she like gestures to her nice house that probably was paid for by her husband's salary. And yeah. was like, 
I make a lot of money and you can earn a car if you rest. And I was like, I really do need a car. It sucks to have to walk everywhere. It would, it would be awesome to not have to work minimum wage for three jobs at the mall. And I still had no idea that it was an MLM. I just thought that they were like recruiting me to like work there. And it was a yeah. company car because they made it seem like, but they were, um, they, they talked me, they kind of talked me into hearing more about the business. And I did end up buying, I didn't have a lot of money. I only bought like two things. I did like the shade of the lip gloss. I bought the lip gloss. And I think I bought like, I don't know, mascara or something like very mm-hmm. chill, very chill. But then after that transaction, they kept talking to me and they pretty much said that I should work for them and I should sign up today and I'd be owning my own business. So I'd really need to purchase inventory Uh because that would be how I could make the money. And she broke down all these numbers and was like, it's this and this, you can earn a car. It's so easy. Do you have a lot of friends? And I was like, well, I have my sorority sisters. And I also have um, a bunch of cousins here in Oklahoma who have money. And so I, and a lot of them are older. So I thought, you know what? I have all these sorority sisters and I have cousins and they go to a big church. So maybe at church, like, so I thought maybe I do have people to sell. Like, I never thought of myself as a salesperson, like the mall, sure. But that was, it wasn't like, it wasn't the same thing because yeah. it was like, oh, you're in Boston Boston Body Works to buy your Daphne's Cherry Blossom or whatever. Here it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. It wasn't, I never thought of myself as being like an actual salesperson, but I was like, I know a lot of people, like everyone needs make makeup and dance class. So the dance girls will probably want some, like this will be a piece of cake and this is my key to a car because I was saving up for one as well as saving up for the next semester. Yeah. So convinced so much that I could do this and make a huge return that my silly 19 year old self who was trying to get out oh, of my situation baby. all of my money that I had saved for the next semester it was like four thousand dollars I spent to open up my Mary Kay business and that way I could start it emerald or whatever because you know everybody's jewels jewel tones and I spent my semester's money because I thought I would make it back before the year even started because that's when I know that's so stupid I consider myself an intelligent person but I think I was just desperate at the time but when you think of let's unpack it though because think about this like you're 19 years old Mm -hmm. you just saw your your dad go through a loss because of the recession Mm -hmm. um and you are working three jobs to put yourself through college. You're yep. 19 years old. Okay. Yeah. You're naive. Uh, what is it? Your oh, totally. Front cor- what is yeah. it? Prefrontal cortex. Yes. Yeah. Your prefrontal cortex isn't even developed yet. Fully developed nope. yet. Nope. And <laughs> you, this person is promising you an answer to all of your problems. Yep. So yep. why would you not give her the money? Like, don't exactly. put yourself down for it. No, that's true. Makes, that's true. It makes sense why you would totally go fall for it. What happened when school started? When school started, I already had not made barely anything back. Um, uh-huh. so when I tried to sell to my cousins, they were all Arbonne. Oh, God. And so they wouldn't buy Mary Kay because Arbonne sells makeup. Yeah. So 
there goes the cousins, there goes the church, because they were all buying the Arbon product. And this family, like, my cousin was an elder in the church, so, like, I really respected that this yeah. part of the family. And I, they didn't know about my, I, I did have a girlfriend, but they didn't know um, at the time. But and at the time, I was like, I think I'm bi. Like, I, I wasn't, yeah. I was too scared to say the truth because I thought that I had to settle down with a man. So like, they didn't know that about me, which is why they were still talking to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, yeah, it is what it yeah. is, but not going to get it, not going to get into any of the family stuff, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's another story. For me. However, yeah, so that dried up. My sorority sisters, they did host some parties for me, but they thought it was too expensive. So I would maybe sell like one thing here or there, but they were all in college too. So, or some of, and some of them, I mean, this was Oklahoma. A lot of them were from Texas and came to Oklahoma City to dance because OCU is known as one of the best dance schools in the whole country. That's why I went. Um, So they already have Mary Kay ladies, half of them. You know, oh, my mom sells it. Mike sells it. My aunt sells it. So I didn't realize that it was such a saturated market in like, you know, Southern and Southwestern like states. It's saturated everywhere. Yeah. It's saturated. Yeah. I have a Mary Kay story too, almost like yours, Ooh, but yeah, really. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so nobody would buy. So when I got to school, I was like, you know, I brought all my inventory with me and put it in my dorm closet and was like, maybe these people will buy. Well, I switched, I transferred it when I, cause I did decide to quit dance that summer and go into education. The school I had didn't have special ed. And I also couldn't afford that school. It was really expensive. And I was really just going to get the dance education. So I went to a regional university that was a lot cheaper. And that demographic, like, they really could not afford Mary Kay products. So sometimes I would just give them away and be like, give me five bucks, at least yeah. something. Um, yeah. And I, ne- I never, ever earned any of that money. So I had to take out more student loans that semester because of it. And so that's what I did. And of let it rest I did go to oh I went to the convention that in doubt I went to the convention in Dallas that summer I skipped I like called off work to go because they said that your business will suffer if you don't go why so I went and oh I felt so energized and hyped when I came back from that conference just to like crazy and all my friends to be like no sorry like we're not gonna do it one, I got one girl to sign up under me and she said, yeah, I don't have, I don't have the money to do it, but I want to do it. I loaned her the hundred dollars for the starter kit that she never paid me back. So that was the one person that I ever got on my team that time. And I quit. Well, this was, so I, so I quit in 2011 too. I was like, you know what? I I started waiting tables and making more tips. Um, by campus that I was at because I had to quit my job with the mall because I moved one town over for college and I couldn't drive there because I didn't have a car. <laughs> right. But Mary Kay didn't get you a car. Mary Kay didn't get me my car that they promised me. <laughs> I just didn't work hard enough. Right. That was you the didn't problem. Work hard I didn't work hard enough. Um, <laughs> but, but enter 2014. So I'm like later on in my college journey. Um, so I'm 21, 22 at this point. I think I'm, yeah. And the, my uplines upline reached out to me and she okay. said, yeah. Hold on one second before we get into this one. Okay. I have a question about Mary Kay. Okay. You were, a, you were a broke, broke college student. Yeah. Did you ever see the income disclosure statement 
from your from Mary Kay. No, did I didn't your, even know it existed. Did your upline ever like reach out to you and apologize to you for taking four thousand dollars of your money? No. No, she did not. See, this is the thing. This is what makes me so mad about MLMs is there is a certain level that you get to where if you have to, you are working off, you're unethical and you know what you're doing. Because myself, I literally, I don't think, I mean, I don't think that, it, I'm, I'm hoping that if I would have been a Mary Kay consultant back in the day, in my early Hyundai's, I am hoping that I wouldn't have taken advantage of someone in your situation. I can't say that I wouldn't have because I, I was a hun and yeah. I was looking for the money. Mm -hmm. um, but just imagine the ethics that are thrown out the door and empathy yeah. to just $4,000. Cause they convinced me that to invest money, I needed to get the top one. And it was like four grand to buy all this stuff. And then I got the gifts and I got to walk the stage because I was an emerald but it was because I paid for all of it. You bought your rank. Y yeah. Yeah. You basically paid for your rank is what you did. Yes, I did. Yeah. I never saw any of that money back. Like maybe the whole time I made like 50 bucks, maybe. Because Mary Kay is really bad. I do know, I, I was a kid snapper with Mary Kay. And um, I, I got roped into it to, I was pregnant with my oldest son and let's just be real i'd never used face wash or anything on my face i was 23 years old right I yeah right <laughs> where it was just soaps or noxzema or oh yeah uh, like the facial pads or whatever i really never washed my face with anything other than just soap and water and so when i got pregnant with my oldest son i could be really bad in my on my face also, I worked at Red Lobster as a waitress, oh, so I'm yep. sure that the mixture, like, was just a perfect storm. So I, it was my mom's friend who sold Mary Kay, and um, she was actually not older. My mom's only ten years older than me, so like, it's not like a very big gap between, you know. Or she's mm. sixteen years old, not ten. I'm sorry. I was, was like, weird. wow. <laughs> 16 my aunt yeah. is 10 years older than me but and so I, when I used the stuff on my face it actually made my it was literally probably the first time I've ever washed my face with anything other than soap and water okay and Fair. so after I used it a couple of times I noticed that my face started clearing up so I was yep. convinced that I had yep. to buy this stuff it was the time-wise stuff time-wise that's what it's called yes. yep um, and I had to wash convinced. And so I ended up buying a starter kit. I definitely did not pay $4,000, but it was the kit. It was like a mini suitcase. It was, yes. Samples. Mm -hmm. And I never sold not one thing. I sold the whole thing at a yard sale one time. And I think I, I sold it for like five bucks. Yep. I know I paid $200. Oh my gosh. Easy. Yes. So Absolutely. with all that to say that we were, you were definitely the, the demographic of, you were actually the ideal client for her, the ideal yeah. distributor, because yeah. she wanted you to take it back. She was thinking in her mind, I could get the entire campus. She could get me into this campus. 
Yep. But she was definitely, she definitely lacked morals and ethics from mm-hmm. taking your money from a broke college student with yep. no car. Yep. Okay. I'm done. That's my rant for that. No, <laughs> it's really true. So, so I quit and I just ghosted this upline. Like she kept being like, you're MIA. Where are you? Blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of ghosted her and just never did anything again. She so I don't know, like, it. Yeah, exactly. I, cause, cause I just didn't want to have the conversation and I didn't want to get sucked back in. So I was yeah. like, what? like, I'm just going to ghost her, but her upline. So my upline's upline, my grandma, upline, she reached out to me in 2014 and was like, I've really been thinking about you lately. The lady who was your upline, she did a lot of unethical things, including what she did to you. Wow. And she doesn't work for Mary Kay anymore. She like, she apparently like was so bad that she got compliance on her. So like she did other shady stuff as well. I don't know what it was, but so but oh, your stuff your stuff that was unethical yeah, that was wrong yes, it was and apparently she'd been really unethical and so this her upline was like you didn't really get to see what Mary Kay really is because of her I would love for you to give it a chance and try again because it's not the business it was the individual and I was oh. like okay she was shady. Maybe the business isn't shady. So I agreed to meet her for coffee. It's like getting coffee mm. with your ex, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I met her at Starbucks and um, I did have a car at this point. I had saved up and bought myself a car. Um, yes. Thank you. Well, you didn't money. need an MLM to do it? Nope. I waited tables and I was an RA in the dorms. There you go. So, yep. Um, but, but yeah, I, I worked my butt off for that car. I got it. Blah, blah, blah. But um, she said, yeah, try again. And then it's funny because she said, oh, yeah, she was so shady. But then she also convinced me to do the same thing I did last time. And you still should get some inventory. You can put it on a credit card and you can pay it off. And if you pay it off in a year, you won't have any interest. It was a Mary Kay credit card. Now, the problem was I was in college and I didn't have any credit. They had a credit, they have a credit card. They wow. did. I don't know if they still do, but they did. They had a Mary Kay credit card. Um, I think it was Visa. And they said that make a list of all the people. It might be different this time. You're at a different school, you no know, different people. And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I can sell on social media. Maybe I can work harder. Maybe I can A, B, or C. Like I can make it work for me. Because I wanted to make more money, and I was convinced that that lady was just a bad guy, but it wasn't actually the company's. Mm-hmm. So I got sucked in again, and this time my big brother. So I'm adopted, and my siblings could be my parents. I have one little brother who's actually my blood brother, but I have an older sister and an older brother. My sister's already retired, and my brother's fixing too. Wow. So my dear old brother, as much as he hated the idea, he co-signed on the credit card for me. And so I thought it was different because in my own money up front, it was like, oh, as long as I sell it, I'll just put that on the credit card and invest in my business that way. And then I'll make a lot of money. So it felt like different because it's like, oh, it's a credit card. It's not all up front. It's not my tuition money. 
I know. And I also, the other reason that I wanted to make a lot of money was I was dating this man and he was struggling really badly with addiction. And mm. I unfortunately was paying for everything for him. I should not have done that. I know now that that's enabling, but yeah. I felt so bad. That, like, oh, your car got impounded. Oh, you can't eat today. And so I was losing a lot of my hard earned money trying to keep him afloat. Yeah. And so Mary Kay, again, it's always when you're down, right? It's always when something has happened to you that you're like, mm -hmm. oh, this is an opportunity. I'm going to make good money. So if I wasn't in that relationship, it might have turned out a little bit different. But um, he was really in a he was really in a bad way. And I was also trying to save up so that I could get him to rehab. Like it was kind of a bad time. Yeah. So I, I so I did it. My brother co-signed on the credit card. I was trying to crunch numbers with what they told me of, okay, I need to make this. I need to make this. I need to make this. Well, at the time I had just finished, it was summer again. I had just finished my stint as an RA. I did my, I did that for two years and I was mm -hmm. living in a house with my now wife and another friend from my old college and said, friend looked at that and goes, that's a lot of money. I want in. And so she wanted to do it with me. And so I got her. She was my only person ever to be in my downline. Yeah. Um, but that, that I got her in with me, unfortunately. And um, we were driving together to the Mary Kay like meetings. They were every Monday at like yeah. restaurants. So you still had to buy food and stuff to get things. And we were in it. We were trying really hard and still nobody was buying from either one of us. And so, like, the only commission check I ever received was for my friend's starter pack. That was it. So, oh. even, yeah. So I had to pay off the credit card anyway. I did. I didn't want to let my brother down or ruin his. He has, like, amazing credit. So I wasn't going to ruin it. And um, I finally paid it off um, after it was my second year of was when I had finally paid it off. But we didn't make any money. So we both wow. quit again. And at that point, I said, never will I ever join an MLM again. Well, obviously, that's not what happened. Wow. But at the time, that was where I was at. Yeah. Wow. I, like, how, so you said, you, that said it too. I was in Mary Kay. I was in Avon at, oh. at one point. I yep. was in, um, I can't remember. When Beachbody came to me, I didn't believe that it was an MLM. Is that, so is yep. that how you, how did you get, I know that Beachbody <laughs> is the next one that you joined. Yeah. How old were you when you joined that? And what was I, your life like at that time? I was 26 and newly divorced. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Perfect yep. storm perfect storm. So after I broke it off with the boyfriend I had who was an addict because it was at the point where it was dangerous for me to be associated with him and I could lose my teaching career even though I didn't do drugs yeah. because he was just doing such risky stuff and he didn't care if I was there. He would yeah. still do and I so and unfortunately he did he did end up ill, but he has recovered there and looks forward to helping people like him when he gets out. Yeah. So hopefully his ending stays happy once he is released. He's got a really good heart. That's why I stuck around. Unfortunately, yeah. some drugs 
once you try it, it's so hard to quit. Yeah. And Oklahoma has a really bad problem with um, the drugs that he was a part of, um, as, as a lot of places. Yeah. So yeah. it was a sad story. But after that, uh, I rushed into marriage with the next guy. And a lot of it was because I really wanted to convince myself that I could be with a man. Yeah. I was struggling with my sexuality a lot because I was being told by professors, like, you can't be a gay teacher in Oklahoma. Like, you could get in trouble. Like, you'll have to stay closeted. If a parent catches you on a date with a girl, it could be bad news. And so I kept being like, well, I think I like, like, I think I like more than women. Like, I'll just stick with men. And this man was the perfect anti my ex because yeah. He was churchy and he was getting a master's degree and we met at school when I was at the end of school and um, we married after four months and, yeah. uh, and I think I think it really was just because I, I wanted the white picket fence so badly. I had I was adopted because I had a traumatic childhood um, and was adopted late. I was adopted at 15. Oh, like I had a lot of trauma that you want the perfect white picket fence life. And so when that life was offered to me, I took it, even though it wasn't my life. I felt like I was yeah. living, I felt like I was living in somebody else's movie. Um, mm -hmm. And it wasn't supposed to be my life, but I tried for three and a half years to make it work. And when I was 26, um, I left my ex-husband because it just was not a match in any way. And I had really realized in that relationship, like, oh, I'm, I'm gay. Like, I, I can't do this. And <laughs> No, and I didn't, I didn't have a lot of experience with men in more adult, like I dated a lot of guys in high school and stuff, but I was very, let's just say I was very, not prude, like, you know, I was in church and I yeah. had a lot of rules for myself about what could and couldn't happen in relationships. So I just hadn't experienced a lot of that really get into too much of your childhood because I am not a therapist but do you think <laughs> that you being in church had a lot to do with you struggling with your sexuality I think so a little bit so my yeah. family both um, birth and adoptive is secular except for my cousins in Oklahoma um so nobody really like I didn't grow up in church I think I found it on my own because I had had a lot of trauma yeah. And I was looking for something and I yeah. still am, but now I go to a very progressive church where yeah. my organization that I worked for actually started 50 years ago. Yeah. So they've always been on our side. Um, oh, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. I, um, I like, I, I have this conversation. We live about four hours away from where we grew up, but if I was to be at home, then I would be going to the church my husband grew up in because it is, it's a very progressive church. You no, know? it's not. Yeah the the hate that you see and and, and yeah well then I'm glad that you found yeah. that that's awesome me too the churches I went to before that unfortunately it wasn't really the same vibe so I think church yeah. was a big part of it and my family didn't care my big brother um the one who could be my dad he came out before I was born so it Aww. wasn't fan yeah he he has a great life um, he's, he's managed to find his like his awesome queer family in addition to our family um yeah. who's always supported him so more about society than about my family it was okay. church and it was it, the people around me like i felt like and you know, being in states that were more conservative i really felt 
know if people knew the truth, like they wouldn't accept me. Right. And so there was a lot of like internalized stuff there. I think, that, I think that was a big part of it. And just being in education in a state like Oklahoma, where like they want you to be wholesome. You know? And if they find out yeah. you're not like, like I was always like, don't like have a glass of wine. Don't take a picture of your dinner because and it's like oh, teachers can't have a glass of wine with their dinner like what but professors would tell us that stuff all the time I've, I've heard that actually here in Virginia too because um in Virginia I one of actually one of my old coaches Beachbody coaches was a teacher and um he she had things like she could not share she actually partied with us when we were all working together as waitresses everything in Red Lobster and I had photos just of us all out at like the clubs and stuff and she asked me at one point in time please do not share those on social media because she was a teacher and mm -hmm. if a parent found it then they would get irate i'm like so y'all are not supposed to have like a life outside of no nope. teaching exactly oh it's it's so backwards that's so it's, weird it's ridiculous it's not really like that a here parent, which i like can have a drink with their a parent can have a drink with their lunch but we'll call out a teacher who has a drink with their dinner. Absolutely. It's oh, so it's so hypocritical. Mommy wine culture, not a big deal. But if a teacher goes out to a bar, oh my gosh, the horror. I think the yeah. only time I've ever had a problem with somebody who was an authority figure to me, this is something else other people might not know about me. But when I was young, I was a partier, a huge partier. I, I got a DUI when I was 21. Yeah, I was stupid. I was stupid. I was stupid. Do not drink and drive. It is the oh. dumbest thing ever. But yeah. I ended up having to go to um, ASAP, which is alcohol. I don't even know what it stands for. But it's a thing you have to go to when you get in trouble here in Virginia. And I had to go to a therapist and have, you know, weekly meetings with her. And um, <laughs> I was at the club. I was supposed to be drinking at all. I was at the club. I did not drive to the club, but I was at the club. I get the tap on my shoulder. I turn around. It's my alcohol therapist. Mm. And I'm like, but why are you here? Right. You know, right? Because I was like, that makes yeah. sense. Why are you here? You're at this club with a drink in your hand. She's mm -hmm. like, I'm not the one who got in trouble. So this is to everyone. Do not drink and drive is the dumbest thing you can ever do. You could not only kill someone um, and hurt someone, you, it also costs you a lot of freaking money, but most yeah. importantly, you could hurt someone or kill someone. Please, please of all, please do not drink and drive. But anyways, yep. good so, message. Yeah. Yep. That was my stupidity when I was younger. Um, yep. so it, yeah. it happens. Yeah, but yeah. glad you're still here and I'm glad I hurt I didn't hurt sharing. anyone. I'm glad yeah. you didn't hurt anyone. Yeah. That's good. So, now that I'm re reliving my whole life to you today, um <laughs> I love it. We're divorced. friends now. <laughs> <laughs> you got divorced yes. at 26. I did. I got divorced at 26 and this was also things keep happening in the summer. It's always summer. I got I got divorced over the summer. Um so I had to move home. I gave him the apartment. He was in law school and I was the financial provider for the family. 
um, I agreed to not only give him the apartment, move out, find somewhere, um, but I also agreed to um, help with his finances until his financial aid came in in August okay. because I felt like I was leaving him high and dry. So I was paying for two households. Um, I was over the summer. I The job I worked in college, I always ended up back there on break to make extra money because, you know, teachers don't make a lot of money. And um, yeah. since my ex-husband didn't have an income because of law school, um, I like that. I taught middle school during the day. I coached the dance team. I did extra lunch duty. I did extra morning duty. I taught night classes at the community college after I got my master's. And then I waited tables on some weekends, some breaks. Sometimes I'd pick up a night shift here and there. I was a substitute server. And then in yeah. the summer, I would have a full-time schedule. So all that, I was doing pretty well, but it was because I was really like breaking my back, working all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. 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 And then I was paying for two households. And we did a no, at least the divorce was not expensive. We did a no contest. Like we were, just, no, nobody did anything. It's just like, it's just not working. Yeah. Um, so we, we split, um, no contest. I was paying for that. So over, I was also moving classrooms. I was teaching, I was teaching seventh grade. They moved me to eighth grade. So I had my same kids, which I was really excited about, but I had to move to a different classroom. So I was really having on the go life a lot like and so I started I wasn't cooking at home I was eating a lot of fast food now at that time I had, I had been doing better with my eating disorder I was I had been eating again um because like fall, I would fall off the wagon I would start recovering again and then like a stressful thing would happen or like, oh I need to get in shape for a b or c and then I would fall off the wagon so it was very mm -hmm. much it was very much a struggle that way. And so I was eating a lot of fast food though. It was like going through drive throughs because I was on the go. I was doing all yeah. these things. I worked at a burger joint. I would always get a burger in between double shifts because like it was there. And I put yeah. on about I put on about 10 pounds. And somebody with my specific disorder, when I put on 10 pounds, I was feeling really, really upset about it. My clothes were not really fitting me very well. And I'm 5'3", so, like, 10 pounds really is a size change for me. Yeah. Um, so I was, like, really struggling with it. And this girl slid into my DMs um, on Instagram oh and God. invited me to join her boot camp. You know, yeah. you know the spiel. And, but she did it in a way, because I've had people slide into my board. I didn't even really know what it was, but I was just like, I don't know you. No, like, I go to the, like, I had a membership at the Y. But I had canceled my membership to the Y because my husband and I had a family membership. And oh. so we canceled it. And I was just like, I'll find another gym when the school year starts. I, I do. I love to work out. I love cardio dance is like my thing. Even though I quit dancing that way, I love a good dance class. Yeah. Going to one tomorrow. Like, so I thought I'd probably start going to another gym or something so that I could do that. But this girl, she slid into my DMs, and unlike the others that I just ignored, she didn't start with the pitch. She started my my name on Instagram at the time. I always had like stupid like blog. Maybe, I always had like little blogs on the side for fun, just for a creative outlet. And at yeah. the time it was it was glitter and grades because I was a teacher. <laughs> like so silly. But she slid into my DMs, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, I love your name. My wife is obsessed with glitter." And I was like oh my gosh, like a fellow gay person. Yeah. Like, 
comes right out and says she has a wife. That's really cool. So I like just figured that she wanted to be friends. And by then, like I was talking to, because my wife and I, we've been best friends since 2010, like freshman year of college, we became best friends. And we were talking about dating. We were like, okay, we've always had a thing for each other. We had the feeling that we were meant to be all along. So I was like, okay, like, we're not going to do anything until the divorce, like, papers have been signed. I'm not going Mm -hmm. to, even though we were legally separated, I'm like, I'm not going to commit adultery. But we knew that we were, we knew that we were, like, going to date. Like, we were talking. Um, And so I kind of shared that. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I, my, my best friend and I, like, I just got a divorce. Like, you know, like, once the, everything is kind of settled like my best friend and I are probably going to start dating she's a girl like fellow person what's up mm-hmm. and only after that then the invite came so like she was smart enough to like weasel it in and pretend she wanted to be my friend just to get the sale and so she talked about online workouts from home and shakes and I was like ooh I do want to lose weight and online workouts are perfect because while I'm like on the go like I can do these in my classroom when I'm setting up like mm-hmm. I can do, I can, I can work in my classroom for the day and then do a quick workout and then go, I, I need this right now, at least while I'm searching for a gym. So I signed up and then I thought, you know, the shakes are going to be good for weight loss. And so I said, yes. And she said, we also are hiring if you want to be a coach like me and help other people with their journeys. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I, and I, I still didn't know it was an MLM, but I was like, oh no. I don't want to be a coach like I have a lot of jobs um I am setting up like my new classroom I have to get the eighth grade standards ready I can't do what I did last year I'm changing great I was like I'm too busy but these workouts are perfect for my on-the-go lifestyle right now like I became a customer and so I was a customer for maybe a couple months and I started posting accountability photos on Instagram so that my friends could get on me if I missed it. Like I pretty much was like, okay, if you it's don't your see accountability. my post, yeah. yeah, if you don't see my post, twenty-one day fix or whatever it was, like text me and get on to me because like, I really need to lose the weight. And of, yeah. of course, it wasn't. I really didn't like my body was fine, but in my head, like to me, I was like, I have to lose the weight. I have to lose the weight. <clears throat> but so honestly, I, I did. So honestly, but that's just um something so innocent because I personally, and I don't know if it was if it's Beachbody that has ingrained me. I have to talk to me and Jen is like my side person who tells me, Cheryl, you need to reframe that thought. She is a personal Love trainer, it. so she gets it. But um, she's probably yelling at the thing right here in a minute. I like to post that I worked out for my accountability, you know, and it's not to show people, oh, look at me, look what I did. It's my accountability. You know, I said this just this past week. I thought I have a problem with calendars since my days in Beachbody. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I, I created a workout calendar through chat gpt that included like the cycle because i love you know peloton included Mm -hmm. the the cycling included weightlifting and included walking and i was like i'm gonna this week i'm gonna check it all off it's perfect under 30 minutes i have no reason not to do it yeah i didn't do it not one time but then 
I looked because my mom actually, my mom reminded me. She's like, but Cheryl, every time that we, I talked to my mom three days a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And she's like, every time we're on the phone on my way home from work, you're outside walking your dog. So you're telling me that you haven't moved this week? Because I told her, I was like, I feel like a failure because I haven't worked out this week. It's like, I think you need to recheck that because you've worked out three times because you've been on the walking your dogs outside three times this week. So what's going on? And looking at it, yep. I did. It was because I didn't post anything. Well, I didn't feel yeah. like I tracked. So I'm sorry. So you're, yeah. you're obviously doing what the coaches want you to do. Yes. So mm -hmm. then, um, of course, I get another DM yeah. about coaching. And I was also really active in the challenge group on Facebook because yeah. I liked that we were all hyping each other up. Like I just thought and it was like, nothing sweet. wrong with that. Yeah. If they would just take it, go ahead. Sorry. No, it, but it's like, there's nothing wrong with it's the MLM aspect. There's nothing yeah. wrong with all of that. Yes. Like another accountability group. Sure. Yes. Keep me on track. Yes. We have tons of Facebook groups out yeah. here that yes. I mean, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, but you yeah. are doing, mm -hmm. you're the perfect coach. You're the potential coach. Yeah. I would have jumped in your DMs and been like, you're oh. already doing what I'm doing. Is that what she did? Yep. Yes, it is. She said, you might as well get paid for what you're doing already. Yep. And I was yep. like, oh, that's all it is. I've okay. never specifically <laughs> seen a script that says that, but I, I mean, I would have said it and I've said yeah. it to millions of I've said it to plenty of people. So yeah. 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 She's yeah. She pretty much said like, you're already doing it, but you could make money if you become a coach. And I had signed up to be a discount coach for the discount, but I said, I don't actually want to coach. I just want the discount. So I was technically already a coach because I learned later when they gave trainings that they tried to make everybody sign up as a discount coach oh, so yeah. that they could hit, so that they could, you know, diamond and right. faster. Yeah. 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 And you were still paying the $15 monthly monthly fee. How did you feel about that? Like, um, I how did she explain that to you? She said that it would still be like a few bucks cheaper a month, which I guess it was because she said it'd be $130 a month, but then it goes down to $99 or something a month, and then your coaching fee is like $15 and some change. So you save, you know, $15 bucks every month. And I was like, okay, cool, $15 bucks discount. Like I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a 15 bucks discount. And if you yeah. are, a yeah, I used to do it too. I, nobody yep. signed up a customer when I didn't get a lot of people to sign up towards the end. As you've probably heard my story, my dog, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that. But, but anybody that talked to me about signing up, they were going to be a discount coach. There was no yep. customer. Yep. That's, that's how my uplines did it too. And that's why they hit, they did hit pretty, pretty quickly, but it, that was why. Um, yeah. So I didn't have to do anything extra to start selling, sharing. They said it's sharing. It's not selling. It's sharing what it's you sharing. already yeah. love. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I already had posted about the workouts. So to me, I'm kind of getting the idea at that point that it might be an MLM, but the difference yeah. was. I, I was already buying it. So I, in my head, I was like, I can't lose money like I did with Mary Kay because this is a product I'm already choosing to buy. So anything I make selling it 
will be a little bonus. This is already budgeted out into my expenses. Yeah. These are my supplements. These are, this is my gym. What year was this? This was 2018. And, and that makes sense because I, I, I've, I've, I've been the one to say it because I can't say that I like Peloton and then dog beef butt. Right. right. I, I, with Beachbody, I think that um, Beachbody has a lot of potential. No, mm -hmm. I, I like the aspect of, I like the aspect of a community being able to hold yourself accountable and have conversations. The thing that yeah. I don't like is, and I can say this with my whole chest, is that in, in those community groups, people are trying to be experts in fields that they're not. People yeah. are trying to give advice about things that they should not be given advice about. Um, yeah. Also, it's an MLM. So yeah. that's, the, that's the main reason I do with it. Workout, mm -hmm. also the workout, you can do a workout, any of their workouts on there, and they talk about food, nutrition, and supplements. And yep. if you have an eating disorder, I can't imagine yep. how that programmed your mind. Oh, it programmed it hard. Well, especially because, like, a lot of people are going to end up in the A group for the containers. Yes. So I couldn't have more than, was it, it 1,200 to, like, 1,490 yeah. calories yeah. a day. Yeah, and so sure. I didn't go full anorexic as I had had in the past, but orthorexia hard. I was, I mean, measuring out my almonds in the blue container. Yeah, because you had to. to work. Yes. And, to. I, and I did lose 15 pounds. And so yes. I like, look how hard I'm working. This is working. Uh, it did not work for my health. I was sick all, like the year before in two sick days that entire school year you get 10 a year in my district and then they like stack if you, so I had rollover too. And I'm pretty sure I used almost all of my sick days yes. the year, the school year that I did beach body. And I learned later that I'm intolerant to whey and I didn't know that. So the mm. shakeology that I got was whey. I was getting cystic acne. I couldn't, how do I say this in a classy way? I couldn't go to the bathroom more. You mean, you mean to tell me that. <laughs> just posted on his stories this week that if you wanted to poop more then you would do drink psychology and I'm not gonna be classy about it because nope. I did posted his story with a screenshot showing that shakeology can also cause bloating gas and constipation oh my gosh like honest to god this is so I can't believe I'm saying live but I would literally I would be teaching and I would cross one leg over the other looking yeah. like I was trying to be cool because I was trying not to fart in front of my students because I had yeah. gas all the time. I, I towards the end of my beach body life, I stopped drinking Shakeology because in 2018, I had my um, gallbladder taken out and, um, Oh yeah. I heard this story on your podcast. How you got so sick. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So, um, I had the gallbladder taken out and, after that, certain things that I drank or ate, like eggs, for the longest time, I couldn't eat because it hurt my stomach. Okay, um, Ashley Molstad, it's the egg. I, I promise you. So, let me stop I'm sorry, you. I had to. I know. But no, I ate eggs for some reason. Anytime that I ate eggs after the first year I had my gallbladder taken out, 
um, it made me double over a pain in my stomach. Oh my I never understood it. It was horrible. And so then um, Shakeology started doing the same thing. It started making my stomach upset. And anybody that is, doesn't have a gallbladder, most of the time, certain things you eat will make you run to the bathroom almost immediately. For me, I know it's McDonald's, but I'm sorry. Uh, dang I, it. I like the, I like quarter pounders and I like chicken. Okay. It's yes. going to come out of me anyways. That might be a disordered thought, but <laughs> no. Technology <laughs> made my stomach cramp up. And so I stopped drinking it for like the last year because it mm -hmm. did make my stomach cramp up and it made me, it just made, it, it didn't feel good. So you were, no. you were constipated. And Very. Had yeah. And I just so gassy, like my stomach always hurt, but I kept doing it because I wanted to be a product of product. Isn't it crazy <laughs> how that works? Uh -huh. I acted like I was still drinking Shakeology and I was not. I was drinking Organifi, not even a mm. Beachbody product. And I was talking about how great my shake was. Because you deceptive. Because that's what they tell you to do. You have to. It's terrible. So you have stomach issues, cystic, cystic acne. You already are coming into Beachbody with a history of an eating disorder. Uh-huh. How did the did? I don't know how to ask this in the right way. How did the containers work for you did they like since you're gone since you're not in it anymore do you mm -hmm. still find yourself thinking being disordered when it comes to food because they're not in containers not anymore okay. but at first yes at first I felt like I couldn't trust myself with portions because yes. I wasn't measuring them out and I felt like I was overeating because I was coming off of undereating. yes yeah, and I felt like guilty, but after I quit, I had moved to New York. So some of that, like, I tried to just be like, I live in a place with all this food now. Like, I have to make a choice to enjoy the process. But there was like mental stuff that went into it, and I worked through a lot of it in therapy. Yeah, in therapy. That's mm -hmm. I, I can't tell people how important therapy is. I'm still mm -hmm. looking for a therapist, to be honest. Um, I've, I've been to a few therapy sessions since I've left, um, and it's helped. It's not, I'm not healed. I still struggle right. daily. Oh my um, gosh, of course. But I never had a deep, I wouldn't say that I, I, I had a really big eating disorder. I've always under eight. I've always only ate one meal a day. I've never, I can't remember a day in my life eating three meals a day, except for when I was pregnant. Oh, wow. And that's sad, right? Been there, yeah. For nine, year, for nine months, for both my children, I've, I make sure that I'm fueling my body. But without them and when pregnant, I'm just like, oh, one meal a day is good enough for me. Oh, it's hard to get out of that. Yeah. And then, like, your stomach, you, you get used to it and your stomach doesn't want to. I feel like that with ADHD medication, like, it's yeah. hard not it's hard not to relapse. I have to be so like conscious of it because it, people, people who don't have ADHD take it to get high or lose weight, yeah. right? Like yeah. 
it really does suppress your appetite. And it's like, I know my body is telling me that if I go with that, if I, because I wasn't actually taking meds when I was in Beachbody. Um, I had a lot of pride and didn't want to take them. And then I ended up, um, I, I wasn't given meds as a child, even though I like needed them. Because um, you know, some parents are just like, yeah. and back then, you know, in my generation, growing up like 90s, early 2000s, like it was like an epidemic, like so many kids were being put on it. And yeah. so my family, you know, did not for me. I'll say being a parent, my my son, who he was born in 2008. He, he has ADHD. Like I know he does. I know my yeah. youngest does too. I can tell mm-hmm. it. Right? But back then. I remember his teacher telling me he needs to be seen to on for ADHD or ADD because I, I think he has the symptoms. And my husband and I had this conversation. We were like, but everybody has symptoms. Like, everybody's getting diagnosed with this. Yeah. So yep. why exactly. is it and we used to think in our old mindset that if he can sit and watch and play a video game, mm-hmm. all day, he yep. doesn't have ADHD. But yep. now... I can sit here all day and create content, yep. but have me do something that I don't want to do. I'm not yep. doing it. Yeah. It's a, the hyper-focus. That's another yeah. bit of ADHD that people don't really think about. So yeah. And I wasn't put on meds um, and then it was, well, I've made it this far. And then finally, a couple of years ago, um, yeah. I made the decision and it's been a game changer, honestly. So, but now I have to really work to keep my recovery because it makes me not want to eat. Yeah. And yeah. I have lost, I've lost weight since being on it and people, oh my God, you look so good. And I'm like, thanks. It's literally a side effect of my medication. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's a, literally I, I just so I can focus. Like, yes. I, <laughs> come on now. I know. Yeah. Wow. People who know my history won't, but like people who don't. Or like when I go home to Florida, they'll be like, "Wow, you look so good." I'm like, mm-hmm. "This crap that we have to make it make it known, and we have to keep repeating yep. this that people need to stop commenting on people's bodies." Thank Period. you. No matter no matter what, because you are recovering from eating disorders. You, you are you can relapse tomorrow if you if, yeah. if the wrong thing is said to you and you're in the wrong mindset or the state or whatever. No, absolutely. And so absolutely. when people tell you, oh, you look so good. What have you been doing? And you haven't eaten three full meals for a week. You're like, oh, there goes that old man. Well, yeah, I do. Okay. Yep. Because I've only eaten one meal a day. Okay. Yep. I am starting to look good. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I had one lady tell me who was, it was a, it was a work event, like, not like my coworker, yeah. who said, wow, you've lost weight was this was last year you must be going to the gym and I'm like I have been going to the gym for literally I mean I started dancing at four I have never had a time where I wasn't working out in my life like because <laughs> I because I was a body before I couldn't have also been fit okay that's what they think with me and I could take my kid outside and ride a bike with him and beat him and him yelling at me the whole entire time to slow down but people were like oh she can't be fit because she's got a little bit of a stomach and a big butt (laughs) you know exactly 
So no. while you're in Beachbody, were you one of those coaches that were completely all in or, or what? So uh, I was all in as best I could. But remember, teaching middle school, coaching dance team, I started running study hall that year. I was a special ed teacher, so lots more paperwork, lots more meetings, early morning duty, lunch duty, after yeah. school duty, um, and teaching at the community college, two night classes a week, and preparing materials for that class, and waiting tables. Um, and later on in Beachbody, this sounds really cool. This was my best friend, and we knew it was destiny. Later that school year, so like the next year, 2019, my wife and I got engaged. And so Yay. then, yes, and then I was planning a wedding yeah. on top of all of that. So um, I, but I wanted a dream. I thought maybe I can get rid of at least serving, you know, and I did end up getting rid of serving to focus on my business during that school year. Um, so I went as all in as I I was only getting three to four hours of sleep a night which also contributed to me being sick all the time because mm. I was watching people like Amy Bailey, who I got up at 3.30 a.m. when I was a teacher. And obviously we see how her life turned out. But back then, wow. that, hadn't that hadn't happened yet. Like Amy was still known as like the person to be in Beachbody during that time. Wow. Like I felt she wasn't my, my, gra my grandma coach, um, Holly Hillier. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she was my upline's upline. Oh Lord! Oh. Yeah. So Holly, no, ex no excuses for Holly. No, no, none, none. So it was like I was seeing Holly. I was watching Amy. I was watching like all these top people and being like they teachers. They prey on teachers. Holly prey on teachers. teachers. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they absolutely do. And I was watching my uplines. It was a team deal. The wife and wife team were both together in our with our downline and coaching us together. And uh -huh. so I felt like I had found like my queer beach body squad, you know. Yeah. And it's funny because nobody like that I know they they don't coach anymore. Um I don't I've made a couple of really good friends through that team. Yeah. And we've all talked about how messed up it all was. Like, I'm glad you still have friends. That's, yeah. Will they still be your friend after this? Are they still in it? No, no. Okay, These are, okay. The, yeah, I don't keep in touch with anybody who's, I don't even know, like, who off of my team was still in because a lot of yeah. us ended up quitting. Um, And my two coaches ended up quitting. They may not like that I'm doing this, but it's nothing against them. Like, they drank the yeah. and, like, they got out, yeah. too. So I'm yeah. not mad at them because they were sold a lie just like I was sold a lie. Um glad that they're on to bigger and better things. So I wish nothing yeah. but the best for them. I still follow them on Instagram and they seem to be doing fine. Yeah. Like, so, but the way that they treat, I mean, Holly was putting the fire under them and in turn they were putting the fire under Oh, them. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's really sad to me that you quit your serving job out of all the jobs that you had that you probably made the most money from. I, Did you yeah, make I more made, money? Um, maybe not than maybe not than my whole teacher's salary, but like oh, for, yeah. per, per hour, absolutely. For side for side money, right? You replace yeah. Beachbody yes. for serving. I was a server. Yeah. I know. You know. Yeah, you, you make good as tips. long as you as long as you work. The, the good shifts and you don't have a oh, bunch yeah. of servers on the floor 
and you yeah. can have a lot of tables or turn them over quickly. Yeah, you, you make can. good money. So I worked Saturday, Saturday double shifts, so I was making good money. Yeah, and you replaced Beachbody with that. Did you yep. make good money with Beachbody? Did you make? Nope. Um, I never made it past Emerald, and I only got. I Welcome now to I, Lifetime Emerald. Yeah. Lifetime Emerald. And I got Emerald because I got my now wife to yes. sign up. Now we were long distance because I was still teaching in Oklahoma. She'd already moved up to New York and I was moving up after that school year. I said, I'm not yeah. going to leave my kids, but I will. They're going to like last year at the middle school. So they're leaving anyway. They're going off to high school. Yeah. I'll come to New York in the summer. And then our wedding was that summer. Oh yeah. So I was also planning a move. So it was a really yeah. crazy time. I did not, I think I got, yeah, I got her and then um, my in-laws would not, my, my mother at the time, my adoptive mother was already in her 80s. Um, she passed a year ago. So she was, Aww. you know, she was, both my parents have passed because they were senior citizens when we got adopted. So that was another piece to the recession is like they lost their like retirement. It was a whole situation because like yeah. my dad was only a few years away from retirement. Um, so it was a whole thing. They're both with God now, um, yeah. but my mother was not going to be doing Beachbody, um, and she was anti-MLM, so she was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Um, my in-laws are attorneys and would never. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, uh, no, and I wasn't, they, were, they weren't my in-laws, but I've always been, since 2010, like, I've been going on family holidays with them, because, like, yeah. my wife and I have always been tight, and. It's, like, so, <laughs> let me just say this, so you and your wife were best friends. This is not mm -hmm. MLM related, but this is pretty funny. You and your Ooh. wife were best friends. You end up being married now. I wonder what the parents are thinking. I bet you the parents were like, were they messing around on the vacation? You know what I'm saying? Like, I would do that. I would be right. Second, did y'all just put a front that you were friends? Is that what you did? Uh, but that's cool. they were, You've known they were the family taking, for that long. Oh, yeah. They were taking bets on us um, about yeah. five years in. Her dad won. Her dad bet that we would be end up married. And then when I married my ex-husband, mom said pay up. And then, haha, like <laughs> the dad had to pay back, or, or the mom had to pay it. Mom back. had to pay it back. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. I love that. So I they, love that. they always thought that we should be together, but the reason we weren't was um uh, was dating another girl for the whole time we were in college. Um, so we weren't single. This was the first. When we got together, it was the first time we were ever single at the same time. Aww. And, like, you know, when, it, when it's your best friend, you think about it, but you don't want to be a homewrecker. So like, well, when we're both yeah. single, then maybe I'll try. And then yeah. we never were for eight years. Yeah. So then we once I, once I left my ex-husband, I was like, so, fun fact, I've been in love with you for, like, a second. Uh -huh. yeah. And she felt the same. So then, so it seemed rushed into another marriage, but really it was like eight years in the making when we finally yeah. got together. And we always secretly like, had feelings that we would push down and be like, I don't know, like this is gross. Ew, it's my best. Yeah. Like we're like sisters. So we're not going to know. <laughs> but so, then finally we got together. So you moved to, you moved to New York. You were a coach. How actually, actually, no. Um, I quit oh. right before I moved to New York. So this is, I know I'm kind of skipping timelines. You're fine. So, Stick so with this us, is people. Stick with yeah, sorry ADHD is fun. Um, <laughs> so so this is so I joined I started coaching in the fall of that of okay. the 2018-2019 school year, um, and then it instantly I instantly learn that I'm not going to get paid to do what I was doing because what I was doing before 
was posting an accountability selfie being like day whatever of this program I did it that was it like that was all <laughs> um and then all of a sudden I have five bajillion trainings to watch and the crazy thing about I'm gonna call it, I don't care I don't care what they say um I'm gonna get roasted for this on the internet I'm sure but what? I'm gonna call I'm gonna call out Holly's training because at least she's honest. Holly uses the word love bomb in her trainings. She ah. says when you follow a new person, the next step is you love bomb them. She she names it. And I was like, you didn't realize that that was like a cult word, but I was like, love bomb, that's weird. And then when I started getting out and hearing about what was really going on and love bombing kept being used, I was like, oh yeah. She did straight up tell us to do that. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Like, she has no shame. Like, she's just like, yeah, you love on them. I'm you like, like their posts. Her... You... Oh, I'm my gosh. to get into one of her trainings. Ooh, if I still have, I wonder if I still have on my old email. I'm like, mm. <laughs> well, you better send that to me today. You're probably going to get blocked eventually. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to get blocked. Yeah. I'm going to get blocked. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was such a tiny that like she doesn't know who I am but she's yeah. yeah I'm gonna get blocked by all of them so yes I'll yeah you are I'll keep stuck in reddit it's fine yeah <laughs> that's terrible so you were in the training you you found out very fast that what you were doing is not gonna be what you need to do in order to be successful and make yes. money yes but you had already quit one of your jobs in place of this so yeah so I decided all right I'm gonna go all in I'm gonna try and so I did and I started posting more but my thing was like ethically I really couldn't there was one point so I'm doing this I'm hustling I'm getting a client here or there mostly yeah. a couple of my friends were like sure and ended up dropping off I hit yeah. emerald I hit emerald with my first friend who said she'd join because I had Kayla my wife and then I had a friend who just she didn't want to she didn't want to spouse she and a just, friend your spouse and a friend yeah yeah oh, spouse okay. and a friend yeah but it was legit it wasn't unethical like she wanted she reached out to me she wanted to yeah. buy it she said hey I've noticed that you've lost some weight like you look like it looks like it's working like I want to do it and I was like okay great like yeah and then you know a couple other people who you know buy Shakeology for a couple months and then drop off and they would try to support me and that was cool and all I had no luck with cold messaging online. I was told to do a hundred a day, um, yeah. or at least you have to be in your DMs for at least one hour a day. This is the Success Club tracker, all of all of that. Yeah. So I was doing my best to do it, and I was working so hard. And like at any time, like the kids were taking a test, messaging, messaging. Like time there was a lull messaging, messaging, planning period, I would like, I would feel like I would have to message instead of get ahead on my lessons because they were always, and I was getting voice messages from my coaches. I was getting, you know, my coach team, my, my double trouble coach yeah. team. And I was getting shamed a lot because my in-laws would not join because they saw like the trips that I had gone on with them. And they were like, they obviously can afford to bring you to like Punta Cana on a family vacation they can afford this and i'm like it's not about the money they're attorneys they are not going to get themselves involved in an mlm they're not going to buy from an mlm wow. they are product liability attorneys there's no way they would ever do that 
And they just kept saying, what about Kayla's sister? What about this? What about that? And I, and I would be like, they said no. And then they told, well, then they must not be interested in supporting. And they tried to get me to not, you know, like they were implying that like, they were not supportive as a family. And even though they were just anti MLM, because they knew the fact, I mean, they're literally lawyers. Or just what if they just didn't want it? Exactly. Sometimes you just don't want to. And that's a way for them to separate you from Mm -hmm. your friends and family because it makes you mad at them. I have a neighbor who they would get mad at her because I would be like, I don't understand why you won't do this. You need to move. You need to get healthy. Why won't you just do this with me? Yep. And I would get mad at her for it. Yes. I started to feel that way too. I wasn't mad at my family because I knew the situation. Like, I felt hurt when my best friends would say no, because it's like, yeah. this isn't even that expensive. You say you want to lose weight and you won't do this. Like yes. it would hurt my feelings, but I will say one of the reasons that I wasn't successful was that Holly always preached the fortunes and the follow-up. That was like one of her catchphrases, the fortunes and the follow-up. I did follow-up messages one time, like one month later to the people who said no. One girl from high school got upset and told me so and was like, listen, I said, no, my answer is not going to change. Right. No, like, do not sense. ever. Yeah. Do not ever message me about this again. And that was, I wasn't out yet, but it was close. I had like one month to go before I was done. And Can I, I kind you? of, yeah. Can I pause you for one second? Yeah. I just want you to understand this. It is not your fault that you, did, that you failed. Okay. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the fortune and the follow-up. The FTC states that 99.7% of all people, 0.7% of all people that join an MLM will lose money. Okay. Yep. It is yep. set up for you to fail. It but is. please don't believe that it was your fault. You're, or you're right. It's not. It's, yeah. And I don't care what Holly says. Mm-hmm. The follow up for real business and real sales. Okay. That's yes. what it is. Yes. When you are really trying to build a relationship with people, that's the fortune in the follow-up. Mm-hmm. It has nothing. When somebody tells you no, that is a complete sentence. Exactly. That's like us going to somebody and saying, oh, you, please, warning. Oh, you were sexually assaulted. And what did you, you said no, and they didn't listen to you. That doesn't matter. They didn't believe that you said no. Oh, like, Exactly. exactly. No, it's a complete sentence. No, Somebody it's a complete no. sentence. Exactly. And I no, you're fine. You not to feel bad for that because no, that, you. you're so right. And it wasn't me, but definitely like when my old friend from high school said that, I was, oh my, I was like, oh my God, you're right. And I was like, I am so sorry. I will never message you about this again. You're absolutely right. I was pressured to do this. It felt icky and it was icky. I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry. And that really got my gears turning. It was that having to badger people who have said no, because people like, you know, different people would be like, who I think it was Kate Schultz, Schultz, however you say it, who was like, I said no this many times. And then look what it did for my, you always hear those big coaches being like, well, yeah. I said no seven times, but the eighth time was the charm. And you know, most yeah. of these people either don't do Beachbody anymore or they, their lives were ruined or A, B or C. They were in a, 
uh, they were in a very vulnerable state when they finally said yes. That's what it was. Because I never responded to a DM from a coach until I were vulnerable. I was vulnerable. I gained weight. I just got divorced. Yeah, exactly. And so, because like when you're happy, you don't need, I don't know. I, I feel like you don't need that stuff. Well, you're, when you're like, happy, it, I don't know. You're, it's almost like you're a little bit more aware, right? You're mm-hmm. more aware of, of what people are trying to say to you and what people are yeah. trying to sell to you. You ask yes. the right questions. You ask now when when I if somebody offered like I got onto TikTok the other day and there was this girl in there and she was talking about something and I was like okay well first of all talking about perimenopause and menopause and -hmm. she was talking about women my age going through different things and I said in the comments this is something I say now before I would have started following her and then taking her word for gold but now mm-hmm. I said to her in the comments, I was like, first of all, are you licensed to be sharing information like this? Is yep. this just your story? Where can I go to actually talk with someone who is a licensed um, professional when it comes to perimenopause or menopause? And she, yep. she didn't like it. But right. now that I ask those questions because I've learned how much of a scam people really can be. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. No, it's a hundred percent. But yeah, so the like pulled from my eyes whenever, like whenever I just felt like, yeah, you're right. That is really icky. I want to honor people's no. And mm-hmm. so I agree. I was like made a vow, never follow up again. If somebody says no, I'll take their word for it. And then the other thing was the time commitment. I was already like, I wasn't sleeping. I was sick all the time because of malnutrition and not sleeping. And yeah. I was trying to like do everything. And I remember, and I was in this challenge in my team. It was April of 2019. I was in this challenge in my team to make sure to do, it was like a kind of like a diamond bet, but it wasn't a diamond bet. It was like, we put money into a pot and you messaged for an hour a day or more, then you got to take the money back at the end of the month. But if you missed a day, then you couldn't get the money back, which I mean, there's no really way to check on that, but I was in that so I was really really hustling and my uplines were like yeah it seems like you're working hard but like you're not seeing the success that you need to see so I bet you that there's a place in your life where you're wasting time and you could be messaging so they were like are you at this time and it would be like yes are you messaging here and I was like I have I work all this time like and I and teaching doesn't stop like you you don't just work seven to three and you're done you have to grade you have to plan I had to do paperwork for special ed. You have all this extra paperwork for special yeah. education and extra meetings that might happen after school or before school. So like, I really truly don't have time to do more. I'm already not sleeping. Like, and they had the audacity to be like, well, are you messaging every time you get on the toilet? <laughs> on the toilet, literally. And I'm like, I never get to go on the toilet because of Shakeology. <laughs> but they literally said, okay, start messaging when you're on the toilet and I'm like I can't even have a time to myself in no. the bath no you can't I did it yeah yeah I, I worked at Rosetta Stone and I would go to the bathroom every you know once every hour and yep. sit in there on my bathroom break and yeah <laughs> and pound away at my invite yep yeah. R- ridiculous and it was just starting to weigh on me. And I was like, I'm not seeing success. I'm turning off my friends and family. 
I am stressed all the time. I'm like bitchy because I'm not getting enough food and enough sleep. Like I have relapsed my eating disorder. Like this, but this but calls I you to relapse your eating disorder. Yes. Oh. And I like the containers really got me and I was working so hard and I was like doing extra workouts to lose more weight. And, and, and of course, part of it was sweating for the wedding. Yeah. Cause I was a bride that year as a summer bride. So I was trying yeah. to make sure I was in shape for the wedding. And it was, it was like, I was feeling really upset about it, but all of these top coaches told the stories of, Oh, don't like, it's going to be hard before it gets really good. Like the universe is, you know, we had to read, you're a badass and the universe, you, the universe is putting these things to see yes. how, yeah. And it's like, if you just power through, that's where you're going to see the growth. And it's, I, so I kept feeling like I just got to power through, but at the very beginning of May, first weekend in May. So right after I finished that stupid April challenge and I did finish the challenge, um, yeah. come hell or high water, I did my hour of messaging and it literally got me no customers, no coaches. Really? No. Really? Yeah. Everybody huh. said no. Everybody said no. <laughs> and maybe I just wasn't a good pitcher, but like, I, whatever. Everybody yeah. said no. Because it, it's, you know, it was, like, people were seeing what it, what Beachbody was. They were starting to see. Um, so I, it was fine. And I, w I wasn't doing follow-ups, so I couldn't get all the people who said no and then changed their mind when they were in a bad place, which is good, because that's unethical. Yeah. Um, Slide into their DMs when they're in a bad place. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, that man, um, Kayla came down, um, the, the suburb of Oklahoma City that I was living in. I was actually living with Kayla's parents at the time because the, there was a really bad issue with the landlord at the house that I had. Um, mm -hmm. and there was a rat infestation that they wouldn't do anything about. Like the oh. landlord just didn't care. So I got out of, I got out of my lease and I, um, and they moving, you're moving in with my daughter in a few months, like just stay here and then you can save up for the move, which was, like they, yeah. that's the thing is you're trying to tell me they aren't supportive when they literally opened up their home to me. And I was like, yeah, what do you charge? They didn't charge me anything. Like, they didn't charge right. me rent. They just were like your family do this because you're about to leave. Like you're not going to be able to find a lease. You're, you're leaving in like four months, you know? So, yeah. so I was living there and so super supportive. And so that town that we were in, it was like the pride festival, like a little t baby pride festival. And my wife was thing for the weekend. And I was like, you know what? We're long distance planning a wedding. We don't get enough quality time as it is. Um, I'm just going to not work my business this weekend. Like I'm going to take a yeah. weekend off, not work my business. I'm not making money anyway. I'm not getting clients anyway. And I'm just going to enjoy pride with my future wife. And yes. I'm just going to let myself relax. And she said, oh, my God, you're back. She was like, oh, my gosh, my love is back. And I was like, wow, like, I can't do this anymore. I want to feel like this every weekend. I want to, yes. I don't, like, I just reached a point where I was like, and I, when I finally stopped being in the trenches and saw Oh yeah, this is what my life is like when I'm not in an MLM. I was like, I was done, and I. It's quit. crazy. It's yep. crazy the time freedom you have, right? Yep. I I quit. I was like, I am I am done. I don't want to do this anymore. I like kept I kept the workouts because I'd already bought like for the year, yeah. but 
and I kept my it took me a while to get off of energize I'll admit I yeah I loved that stuff wow lemon lemon, lemon. yeah I just yeah. said that I just said that on our on this we on our snark um crew live on Thursday <laughs> I love god if it wasn't a Beachbody product it let's let me say this if it wasn't sold by Beachbody sold it through an MLM like Beachbody and came in like a 30 serving container yeah. then yeah. I would buy it I need to oh reframe that yeah. because I forget that it's 20 servings and I know yeah oh it's ridiculous but yeah no I, I loved it like I stopped selling I stopped drinking Shakeology started feeling way better when I stopped drinking Shakeology and I just felt so good about it but I wasn't ready to write off the whole I still followed coaches I still and that happened for a long time like it really wasn't until I I think I unfollowed all of them I might Sometimes I catch one that I forgot to unfollow and I'll be like, oh yeah, like even to this day, like I, this is going to be a really long episode, so I need to stop talking so much. I'm sorry. You're okay. You're okay. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, so I quit. I felt better. I like apologized to people who were annoyed with me. It felt good, but I wasn't ready to be like, oh, I'm completely anti. Like, I don't know. There was still like yeah. a little bit, I was still following coaches, like even during like pandemic era. It's so funny because I made it onto I made it onto Hun Snark after I was ever a Hun. <laughs> yeah. And it was because I left encouraging comments on um Taylor Tereskis um Instagram. And I think it was it was the one who runs Hun is it I cannot pronounce it ever. Higgy 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 Higgy. Yes. And I ended up on there. My name then was Sparkle and Slay because I yeah. had a blog. And like, <laughs> I ended up on there and I was reading it and I was like, that's so funny because I was a hun, but I'm not a hun now. And now I'm on the page. And it was because I commented nice things on Taylor's post because at the time I was like, oh, you're kind of crunchy, but good for you, girl, whatever. Yeah. And she posted a lot about childhood trauma with her father and stuff like that. And that was like a lot of that was what happened to me when I was a kid before adoption. So mm -hmm. like I did connect with some of her stories. I even, this is embarrassing for my blog and it ended up pivoting into a coaching business. I'm going to get blocked by more people. I even bought Kaylee Erdner's like business coaching for my blog. Wow. Because I wanted to make money off of like my little creative outlet blog that I did, which by the way, I didn't make money off of that. And then she got me to pivot into a self-love coaching thing and then I quit that because I was like this feels just like like yeah I'm not a qualified I'm not a life coach like I'm a teacher so I tried yeah. to do more like what I was qualified to teach because at the time with special ed I was teaching social emotional learning yeah. so I tried to like repackage what I was teaching to make me more credible because I felt shady about it but even yeah. that yeah I ended up paying Kaylee a bunch of money even after I stopped being a hun like it still was there that and that's that, a lot of thing that people don't know how like that's something else that I really think that the anti MLM community and one of the one of the girls who does it really well, um, Danielle. I will put her information in the show notes. Um, Danielle, I'm looking it up for those of you who can't see this. Uh, Danielle, she just yeah, Danielle. It's Danielle Ryan on Instagram. She is Ooh, a small okay. business specialist. 
She nice. does anti-scam content and she does, she helps people build actual businesses. Nice. So I'm following um, that. She does, uh, she does some things sometimes with DC with like different, um, with different pop leaders and stuff. And she's, she's super genuine, super great. Like she does a lot of, she covers the coaches that coach the coach coaches. Did you hear that? Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, that was a thunderstorm. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. It was thunder. That's crazy. Where's my dog? Yeah. Ooh, that scared me. <laughs> Anyways, um, she is, she does a lot of coverage on the coaches that coach the coaches and a lot mm-hmm. of us fell, fell, fell for it. I fell for it in 2021. I've fallen for it after I left if I wouldn't have found this movement to be honest yeah I really would have absolutely yeah and of course it was 2020 so yeah. I was feeling very restless and very you know, yeah my te- like at the time my teaching job like when I had moved to New York I took a job teaching adults ESL so my job stopped during the pandemic and we ended up back in Oklahoma wow. um because her job she, my wife does opera her job my job stopped so we went back to Oklahoma and I ended up getting my old job back at my school that I worked at before I moved away. But, and I was also starting um, at Columbia. It was my first semester of my master's program all online. Yeah. And I am not an online, like I'm an in-person, I'm an extrovert. Like the pandemic life, I really was just like, like, what do I do with my life right now? And it was a couple of months before I started back at my old school. And so, yeah, I was like, I guess I'm a blogger now. Sure. And then, yeah. I had followed Kaylee, I think, because of Beachbody. I found her somehow. And so I ended up, yep, I ended up working with it. And it was 1400 bucks a month. A month? For um, one-on-one coaching, one-on-one business coaching. And she, like, really hijacked my content and made me, she kind of had me posting things that were not me at all. So, like, I get any traction with it. And I'm not mad at her. Like, that's her frame of reference. But that's not how I talk. I'm very real. And, like, some of these captions, I'm like, this is so word salad. Like, this is so clickbaity. Like, having, oh, you yeah. have to have this hook. And it has to be really, like, I was so guilty. Dot, dot, dot. Things like that. And I'm like, that's not me. Like, I, I just yeah. straight, I tell it like it is. And yeah. so it wasn't vibing with who I was. So of course I didn't sell anything. Plus like, I'm not a life coach. So I like really quickly into it. I learned that, but because I did sign a contract, she made me pay the whole time, even though I wanted to quit doing that. She didn't let me like just stop getting coaching. And how long was the contract? Three months. So it wasn't that long, but like halfway in, I realized I'm going to, I am, I'm going to get torts law. <laughs> One of the torts laws coming after me now because I said that, but I don't think Why I signed an NDA, it? so. Yeah, no, you're sharing your experience, but I'll tell you this. Exactly. Wow. So you're not getting anything out of it. And the, what? She said you, si- she said you signed a contract. You are responsible for that contract. When I asked her for an out, I was like, I don't want my money back. I just want to quit because I don't want to be a self-love coach. And she wouldn't let me. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So 1400 bucks a month at the time I wasn't even making money because it was before I went and got my old job back. 
I was a graduate student. I had no income. You had been, like, you've literally been scammed by some of these MLMs. Like, I literally. have. And I, I get, I am such, it's so weird because I, I'm educated. I'm book smart. I am so freaking suggestible. And now not so much because now I look at everything. I'm like too many times. I mean, once, you know, it's like at yeah. this point, I have to be so careful and I am so discerning now because I am such a suggestible person. And a lot of it yeah. I've learned in therapy is people pleasing from my trauma because my specific brand of trauma I was in an abusive household and it was very much like you, you agree with whatever they say to make them happy. Happy, yeah. And I, and, and you do whatever it takes to get people to like you. Yeah. And I realized with unpacking and therapy, that was why I was falling for so many of these scams because yeah. I wanted to believe I wanted it. Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh. You're going to be mad at me if I say no. So like, let me buy your course package. and now that I've done the work on myself with a professional. Yes. Keyword. <laughs> I also did, I, I did a lot of therapy in 2020 during like, because wasn't, it actually wasn't because of COVID or being quarantined at home. It was because of the George Floyd murder. And then Brianna Taylor, my husband yep. is black. My little boy is, is mixed. My, both my kids are mixed. And during 2020, I was so scared of, for my kids and my husband. Like I oh was yeah. so scared for my husband to go and work that, like every, every day that I didn't know what to do with it. And then as I started educating myself more, even though I've been with my husband for 15 years, still, I was very comfortable with the fact that I thought everybody loved him because I loved him. I never understood mm -hmm. why somebody wouldn't like him just because he's brown. Yep. And um, so I did a lot of, of unlearning and yep. relearning in 2020, which also caused me to have a, cut off a lot of family members in my family, actually some friends, really close friends, because you, you can't just agree to disagree over human rights or cops shooting the black and brown people just because you just can't you can't agree to disagree with that right it happens some people would be like some people in my family would be like oh if if they would just comply yep and it, you mm. know yeah so anyways i i went to therapy and i found out that i am a people pleaser as well and she gave me a lot of, th of things to be able to work through that and set boundaries. It's really important for me to set boundaries and it's really important for me to stick to them. And uh, so I learned that and I agree with you, us being people pleasers don't, you don't want to tell them no and you don't want to let them so you do yep. what they ask you to do. Because yep. you want to also fit in yep. and be like that, that star, right? Absolutely, yes. Oh. Yeah, this has been a very therapeutic. <laughs> Same. Wow. I'm really glad I came on. I've been, I, I'm like somebody who like, if somebody does something to me, I hesitate to go public with any of it. I just like keep my head down. So this was a really big step for me to come on, but I felt the tug for a while. So like, thank you. Absolutely. And if you, I always tell all of my people, 
you don't just have to come on just one time. You can come on multiple times. I don't care. You know, Ooh, the, the focus oh, yeah. maybe I should have done two. I might switch you up. Um, the, the focus of this, of the podcast is, you know, obviously letting people who were in MLM share their story, but also I think to, to even, to be even broader, it's to just let women come on their story, like really share their story in general because it doesn't necessarily have to be just an MLM now you have yeah a ton of things that you could talk about within your life I really do oh yeah people could be that it could be relatable on um did we uh, because we have been going on for two hours um did we (laughs) cover do did we cover did we go over everything that you wanted to go over or I think I think we did I'm thinking if I missed anything no I think we covered it all Shelby I appreciate you I appreciate everything that you're doing in in the community um especially in the LGBTQIA community where you're helping people especially in school understand and navigate through all of it it's it's got to be difficult um yeah. And I appreciate your your wife, your partners, your wife. It's actually pretty cool. Ten years, Thanks. y'all were so. friends, and now you're together, mm-hmm. living happily ever after. We um, are. It's great. <laughs> yes, I appreciate you coming on. Um, do you have Thanks. any uh, advice to to people? Let's say, um, first of all, would you join an MLM again? No. Are <laughs> you not going to? Mean it. I mean it this time. I have done the therapy. No, I don't care who I am anymore. <laughs> All right. And what would you tell people if somebody was to come to you and ask you about like an MLS or joining one? What would you tell people to, what would you tell that person to do before they join? I would tell that person, no, thank you. It's always going to be a no. I understand yeah. where you are because I've been there. Um, if you are, if you want to stay in track, how much you spend versus how much you make, look mm-hmm. at your income disclosure statements, look at what the FTC says, because chances are your upline has not told you about the risks. I was like, you know, I'm like, you know, they they may write me off as a hater. That's fine. But I would truly, you know, with all the love in my heart, I've been there. I've been fooled more than once. And I lost money. I lost dignity. I don't want that to happen to you. If you're passionate about it, I I can't tell you to stop. But please look at all the facts from all sides. Do not just take what your upline says as like the word of God. Right. Right. I I mean, that's perfect. I I, I have nothing else to say. I appreciate you, Shelby. Thank you for coming on the show. Wait, what about the the fun questions at the end? I want to do that. We can't forget those. Oh, we can't forget that. Okay. Um, what, which celebrity would you love to switch lives with? Which lives with? Keith Urban, so I can be married to Nicole Kidman. She's my OG crush. There we go. <laughs> yes. Um, let me see. I still love my wife. Don't my wife knows? Don't worry. Oh, it's always I, you. Always get that pass. Oh, she's, she's my hall pass for sure. Um, what invention do you think is the most useless ever? 
Ooh, useless, most useless invention. That's a good one. MLMs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but besi- besides that, honestly, selfie sticks. Because yeah. like, it takes so much work to do. It takes less time to just ask someone to take your dang picture. Or you just set the phone up. And yes. You your watch. If you have an Apple watch. Yeah, take exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, why selfie use, sticks? Use your arm. Use your, I know. yeah, I, I don't get yeah. them. I've ne- never had one. I don't even know if they're a thing anymore, but no. <laughs> All right. This one, um, this one is pretty interesting. I just came across Ooh. this one. Is cereal a type of soup? Oh. Um, no, because you do not have to have milk in your cereal if you don't want to. I've always, since I was little, I have always eaten my cereal dry. No. You, you know can what? totally have that... cereal without the milk. <laughs> wow. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I get made fun of all the time for it, but I am a dry cereal person. <laughs> I never thought of it that way because I would have said, yes, it is a soup because you drink it with milk and you put it in a bowl. But it's right because you can, a lot of people... But... You can just eat cereal straight out of the box. It's totally. it's kind of you know bucking the system, but it you is. know it's but it can only <laughs> wow. Okay, <laughs> hey, one more. <laughs> okay, one more. What would be the rudest animal if they could talk? The rudest animal? A wasp. Yes, they're they so look me right. And the audacity, like a bee, it will only sting you if they feel threatened. A wasp will just come up and sting you because they can. Because they can, because you looked at them wrong. You know what's nice? I'm allergic to bees. No. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. So when a wasp comes around, I'm just like, I just stand there. Because I'm like, it doesn't matter what I do. It's either going to not. And if it stings me, I got to go to the hospital. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Oh gosh. Uh, All right. Shelby, I appreciate you coming on. I yeah, hope thank you. that we get to talk to you again. Um, yes. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'll be back. Yeah. I'll talk All to you right. later. Talk have have later. fun tonight. Bye. I will. Thanks. Bye. You too. Bye. All right, fam. Thank you for joining us on the Call Cheryl Hunt podcast. We hope you found today's episode informative and thought provoking. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating or review. We'll be back next week with another episode. So stay tuned. If you have a story you'd like to share on the show, please do not hesitate to reach out to me at callcherylhunt at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at call Cheryl Hine or on my personal Instagram at, at Cheryl S. Spears. We always welcome new voices and perspectives. Again, thank you for listening and we hope you'll tune in next time. Until then, take care and stay safe.